Welcome to day 144 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in 1 Chronicles chapter 23 to 25, with a focus on chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. When David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. David assembled all the leaders of Israel and the priests and the Levites. The Levites, 30 years old and upwards, were numbered, and the total was 38,000 men. 24,000 of these, David said, shall have charge of the work in the house of the Lord. 6,000 shall be officers and judges, 4,000 gatekeepers, and 4,000 shall offer praises to the Lord with the instruments that I have made for praise. And David organized them in divisions corresponding to the sons of Levi, Gershon, Korath, and Moriah. Often when we talk about Solomon building the temple and it becomes a grand temple and he's a wise king beyond measure, David, after he was told he wouldn't build the temple, took that, understood that, but didn't just sit around waiting. What we read here is that David, before he passed, set things up that Solomon might find success and that the temple might be built quickly. In our previous readings, we've actually read that David took the material and stored it up. And he made sure that there was plenty of material that would be needed to build the temple. And now we're reading that he's getting the priesthood ready to have a permanent place to reside and to dwell and different jobs. He hasn't just gathered the people and the material. He's established an order and a structure. In today's reading, you see that he even breaks up furthermore, not just the 38,000 Levites, but into subcategories and then gives those subcategories, jobs, and distinctions amongst themselves. David may not have built the temple, but he prepared the way. And I think about that when I think about Christian legacy. Ultimately, it is our job to preach Christ. The church is God's. He's entrusted us to help carry out the mission. And sometimes our part in the mission is to spread the gospel message. We don't necessarily always get to see the harvest of it. Then there are those who come in and they pour into people and you watch, they get to watch it grow. And then there are others who take that growth and they they say, hey, it's time. And they bring in the harvest. And then there are those who then take the new disciples and go, we're going to teach you how to do this exact same thing. Now, there might be times where God has asked you to do the whole process and you've walked with someone for years. Sometimes the process will be quicker. God puts people in our lives and he knows what we're great for. I know that throughout my life, I felt like God's asked me to go and to soften the soil. I often meet people who've had hardships with the church uh, or their parents have, or they know nothing. They just don't like what they know about or what they've heard about the church. And God puts those people in my life often. And I believe that's to help soften the heart that they can receive the message. Whatever God's called you to do, do it faithfully. See, David wanted to build the temple. Oh, that was his desire. That was his heart because he loved the Lord so much. But God had set that purpose aside for somebody else. And David went, I might not be able to fulfill that purpose, but I'll make sure that whoever does can do it well, can do it fast. And as a church That's how we should be thinking. Whatever God's called me to, 
I'm going to say yes. Even if it's not what I had hoped. Even if it's not as flashy or as uh, sexy, I guess, <laughs> as other things. I'm going to be diligent with this. Maybe God's called you to hospitality and you really want to be singing on a Sunday. But if God's called you to hospitality, that's where you're supposed to be. I guarantee you, more people have been brought into the kingdom from a warm handshake, a smile, and a meal than a really good worship song. And that's not to take away from how important worship is because it edifies the body. I know people who have reconnected with God or have heard God speak to them and found the right path that they're supposed to be traveling because of music. The point here isn't one is better than the other. The point is each have a very distinct role to play. Then there are the people who go out and man, they can't sit very long in a service, but they are great to bring people in. They're like, hey, you've never been to church? Come to church with me. Don't get distracted by what others are doing. Do faithfully what God's called you to do. And if you can help someone succeed in what God's called them to do, like we see with David, then do it. Because ultimately, when we all jump in, when we're okay with, I don't know what my part contributes to the overall whole, but it's what God's called me to do, that's when we see kingdom come. That's when we see God's will be done. That's when we see people accept and find the Lord, and that's what we want. That's the ultimate goal. David was okay not to build the temple, but he prepared. So if God's put vision in your heart, but what he's put is the first steps, and he's going to let someone else do the second, make sure that you do what you're supposed to do in such a way that the second step for them is quick and easy, that they can push forward to the next person, and so on and so forth, because we're all in this together. We're all a family. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight, and until then, be blessed.